right, here we go. Nighttime at noon on the third day of January 2022. Happy New Year, everyone. Dave Gosher, Derek Anglin with you coming from our Studio 31 downtown Summerlin at City National Arena, also on Fox Sports Las Vegas as well. Uh, Twitter, Twitch, the YouTubes, the Facebooks. Everyone watching that evidently too uh, here, Derek. So first off, Happy New Year. Uh, how were the holidays? Did you get any presents at all? Any gifts? Yeah, I got a couple things. You did? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Anything I, got good? I got a nice uh, Garmin watch for working out. So, wow. You know, I, Good uh, for you. Went up to the mountains with the side by side. My wife got me a fire starter kit just in case the lighter breaks, and the lighter broke. So no it, way. Yeah, it came in, <laughs> came in really handy for the boys to warm them up in the snow. Uh, so uh, you got some presents. Have you been? So I'm always curious when when guys retire, right? You've had to stay in shape. I don't know since the time you were in junior, right? Uh, do you try to maintain some level of fitness, or do you say the heck with it for a little while and then get back on the horse? Uh, for me, I always, you know, after a, a season, I'm going to take two weeks off the last four days. And it's like, I feel terrible. I need to get in the gym and just do something. And it's kind of the same now. I'll take a weekend off and I try to work out hard during the week and kind of stay in somewhat shape. And, uh, you know, I go to Orange Theory and that's been, uh, it's huge. You go in for an hour, you burn like 800,000 calories, go home and it's eat what you want. Type yeah. So try to keep nice. it even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, the Golden Knights, it's been a... A busy stretch for them. It's going to get busier here. They're in the midst of this homestand. It was supposed to be a six-gamer. Turns out it's going to be eight now with the postponement of the trip to Calgary and Edmonton. Um, coming off a loss last night in overtime to the Winnipeg Jets. So just curious to get your thoughts, Derek. What you've, you know, what you've seen from this team here, this stretch where they were had a long road trip east, swept that, came back home at a couple of games postponed. But maybe just, you know, they're not quite halfway through the year, but closing in on it and, and what you've seen here as of late. Uh, as of late, I think they're, you know, I think if you go back when all the injuries were happening, happening, I said if they can be at all-star break, you know, floating that 500 and, you know, at Christmas, they're well above that. So they're ahead of my schedule. Um, you know, I thought guys coming back around all-star break and that last push uh, in the season, they'd be good. But uh, they're they're well ahead of that. You know, they're scoring goals, plenty of goals to win games. Uh, you know, the only thing I think, and if you ask any of them, they're going to want to clean up a little bit defensively and, and keep the puck out of their net, give their goalies a little bit uh, more help uh, in their zone. But, uh, you know, that'll come. Uh, you know, playoff hockey tightens up no matter who's playing. So, um, you know, it's just good to get the guys back out there and guys are, you know, playing on the same line uh, for more than one game. You know, went through a month and a half where yeah. uh, there's new guys on every line so it's uh that's tough to switch and not get that chemistry when you look at it, it and i know every team deals with injury and and every team's dealt with covid here too it's it is amazing though when you look at it the the high-end guys they had out and and th th it's happening again right with patch ready out at, you know long term pete DeBoer said don't plan on him for a month um mark stone uh, i'll give you a quick update the golden Knights just wrapped up practice and it was good to see mark stone on the ice right with a uh, non-contact red jersey on but out there with the team you've got robin leonard who practiced with the team today for the first time since he was injured um the fact they're where they're at i i, I kind of shake my head sometimes because they could have been down the drain early or even you know start one and four not good manage to kind of keep more than keep afloat, you know, and go, go on good runs. It's how do you think they've been able to do it with so many key people out of their lineup? I think they, the depth that they have, uh, it shows the depth that they have down in, uh, for Henderson, um, you know, Jake LeCision, Longberg coming up and 
they they didn't uh, seem like they were out of place at yeah. all. You know, a- any of those guys that came up and played, they uh, played big roles, killed penalties. Um, you know, shut it. They, they were out against. Didn't matter who. Uh, they were. They weren't wor- worried about when they were on the ice. And um, you know, sometimes it's good to get that during the season. Those guys never played before, getting their first games and stuff. Paul Cotter, yeah. uh, th- those guys, and come playoff time you're going to need a lot more than just the 23 guys you got uh, on the roster. So having those guys get their first games in, know what they can do. Um, if something happens come, you know, that stretch leading into playoffs and in playoffs, you're not worried about putting these guys in the lineup in the first game. They, they'll they come fit right in. They know the guys, and it makes that transition a little easier. They haven't had all year, save for what, the season opener, right, the Seattle game. They haven't had their whole lineup all year. I mean, y- y- the, the one you would envision, right, with – with, you know, your top 12 forwards, your top 60, and both goalies. Stone and Pacioretty get hurt the second game of the year. They miss significant time. Carlson gets hurt, misses significant time. It's worth mentioning, you haven't seen Alec Martinez, right, in a month and a half. And, you know, you want to say last year he was their best defenseman of the regular year. Petrangelo was great in the playoffs. He's an enormous part of what they do back there, right, and you haven't seen him. So it's Nick Hague's missed now a few games. It's uh, – and maybe every team goes through it, but we have such a close view of what the Golden Knights have gone through. Um, it, it's amazing to me. I, you know, somebody like Chandler Stevenson didn't have his normal wingers for, I don't know, a month and a half. Didn't matter to him much. You yeah. know, he continues to produce. So I think, And that's part of it, too, to your point of guys coming up from Henderson, other guys coming in, they take a Matteo off the waiver wire. He's, he's, he's gotten better as he's gone on. Yanmark seems to be finding his game. Nick Waz emerged. You know, I think they, they were looking for some more offense from him. So you were in that locker room a long time, Derek. I, I guess it's do you not get too preoccupied with who's not in the lineup? I guess you can't think about that. You just focus on who you have. Yeah, you just worry about uh, who's in the locker room that day. It would, yeah. you, you know, it's it's one of those things. Your your team's healthy or it seems like everyone's hurt in, in the same year. You, you know, in Pittsburgh we had it. Uh, Calgary here, they're going through it uh, this year. But um, – you know, you can't – a guy like me, it took me seven years to finally get my shot, and um, you need those opportunities. You need guys getting injured for you to come up and show what you have. So for those young guys, it's a great uh, experience, learning curve. It, You know, for me, myself, getting – I got nine games that first season and then got sent down, never called up again that year. But it changed my mind – like my aspect of summer work and dialing it in even more so I could make the team. So it's a uh, – it's a good thing for those young guys to get a f- taste of it, and um, it's good for the team too. Like I said, uh, they're not worried when they come up and put them in. Um, but you're talking Martinez; he's such a, you know, I think with him out, um, he's just such a calming factor back there. He's like the dad of the the decor, you know. <laughs> it, he's not even that old, but uh, um, he's like the dad. He's just so calming out there. He does everything good, and I think with him out there, blocking shots, sacrifice more guys do it you, you know because they're seeing he's putting his body on the line every single shift it's contagious everyone else wants to do the same thing so um they'll be uh i'm sure they'll be excited once he's back and and going so I- interesting when you said when you got a taste of it uh, how did it affect your mindset was it i know i can play at that level like after seven years of trying to work your way up was that how it affected your all right going into the off season my goal now is to go up there and never and never come back or down again yeah, that's uh, exactly what, uh, you know, I got the nine games. Um, I got called up to San Jose, didn't play that game. Goligoski was uh, was okay. 
uh, Latang went down that night. So next game, I knew I was in the lineup in Boston that night. Brooks Orpik goes down, so he's out right early in the game. So I'm playing five five D, lots of minutes, and then we had more and more injuries. And I remember the one game against Anaheim because they had Getzlaff, Perry, and I think Penner was their top line. So yeah, big yeah. big guys. They had me and Mark Eaton matched up against against them uh, all night because they were more big, physical top line guys. And, uh, you know, those nine games really, okay, I can play here. I'm going to dial it in this summer, work out, eat right, you, you know, cut out the drinking, the beer. <laughs> you know, there's lots of time now to do that <laughs> stuff. But, uh, um, you know, really dialed it in and got in the best shape I've ever been in and went into camp and uh, never never turned back. So you go from playing in Wilkes-Barre to playing against Getzlap, Perry, Penner, you know. Yeah, it's a. It was Pretty big jump. It's a big jump, yeah. It's yeah. It, and it's playing with those guys, Mark Eaton, Brooks Orpik. They're they're such so helpful. You know, a lot of other guys there too. But uh, they're just almost like Martinez, just calming. You know, you I follow Brooks Orpik because he played the style I wanted to play, big, heavy, top, play, hard to play against. So um, those guys really helped you along the way. Dave Gosher, Derek Anglin with you on nighttime at noon here on Fox Sports. Las Vegas got a full show here today. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of what's going to be an eight-game homestand for the Golden Knights. You've got some players, a uh, couple already returned, and Nate Schmidt and Paul Stastny last night, others to follow uh, later this week. Real busy week for Vegas, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then the same again uh, next week. We'll start on Sunday, then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Uh, we mentioned Max Pacioretty out again, Derek. It's, uh, you know, and you hope that – I guess you never want to go through it, right? Um, but maybe if you're going to go through it, you're better to go through it now in the regular season. Here's a guy that misses a month with a broken foot, five weeks, whatever it was, six weeks, comes back, goes on a tear in the month of December, named the second star of the month by the NHL, and then, you know, jams up his wrist and wrist surgery and out for another stretch of time. I don't know how long he was playing with an injured wrist, but – you wouldn't have known it if he was playing with it for a good chunk of time, the, the tear he was on last month. No, that's uh, one of those things that uh, they, they don't happen very often no. for him. It's, you know, I don't want to say as an older guy, he's comes back from injury and he knows what he has to do. You know, he's been around long enough. He's one of the best goal scorers in the, in the league over the past decade plus. So um, for him to come on that tear, it was, it was great to see. He's such a good guy and, uh, you know, the wrist surgery, I'm, I'm sure he's frustrated with that and stuff, but uh, he's going to be fresh come playoff time and that, that stretch leading into playoffs. He's a work uh, – by all accounts, is a workout freak in a good way, right? Like just uh, – well, you speak to You've been around him. He's in the gym all the time and throwing the weights around like it's nothing. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty uh, pretty well-in-shape guy. Um, works out hard in the, in the locker room, does a lot of stuff, uh, trainer stuff, uh, you know all that stuff to try to keep his body uh, fine-tuned and uh, he's you know if, if you're a young guy coming up that's a guy you want to mold your uh, your off-ice activities over and on ice too. I think Gary Lawless was saying that uh, when Pacioretty was hurt with the foot uh, he, you know we kind of the way we get down to the, the media area downstairs you kind of kind of go by the weight room and just not that you look in there but just it's in your eyesight you know and Pacioretty was like on his knees doing like like uh, you know military presses oh, yeah. uh, like that's uh, you know ridiculous yeah. but his ability to you know you've had a night uh, a non-weight bearing injury couldn't skate for five weeks could not be on the ice 
and they they work around that you know and full credit to the training staff to keep his cardio up that comes right back and just scores whatever it was 10 goals ten, last ten month not a problem yeah. yeah it's you know and you know it now obviously not going to be able to shoot a puck for a little while but it just seems like he keeps himself in such great shape that you know however much time he's going to miss we'll say you know Pete Bore said the other day not going to count on him for at least a month maybe they can buy a little bit of time although I don't think they're going to get might get into the well it's not the Olympic break anymore but you know what I mean whatever we're calling all-star it all-star break a break <laughs> the all-star break long all-star break yeah long all-star break um and maybe they can buy him buy him a little bit of time there but it, it's it's amazing now the in in you know they've had so much um I don't know if practice is the word but experience this year and having to rehab all these guys from injuries that you know the fact they were able to you know hit the ground running and they took Mark Stone maybe a few games Patrick really not so much no. um, you know just speaks volumes to the training staff and how good a shape these guys keep themselves in all year round yeah just uh, the technology that the training staff and the strength staff has now is like from when I started it was you do the testing at the beginning of the year and then you know you ride the bike for this mount do lift weights and stuff but um, the technology they have on everything now is it's crazy to see uh, how far the game's come in just 10, 12 years that I've been playing. And, um, you know, it's it's one of those things you, you work out all summer, you get stronger, you try to get your cardio up, but then you get in a game and you're out of shape. You're, you're not in game shape. Yeah. No matter what you do in summer, you're never in game shape. So it's the same thing, I think, when someone's injured. As long as you keep getting that, keep that strength up, it's going to take you a couple games to get back in shape anyways because um, you can't simulate. Yeah. You can try to work as hard as you can on the in a game on the ice, but it doesn't translate over. I guess human nature is your teammates aren't going to go – they're certainly not going to go at you in a one-on-one one -on -one battle as hard as somebody from the, the other team because yeah. I know they try to simulate that, but even that's probably as close as of a simulation as you can get without actually being in a, in a real game, I would think. Yeah, you, you're doing a drill in the corner, you know, battle drill in the corner for 15 seconds and then go shoot a puck, but – in a game, you're up the ice, you're down the ice, then you're doing that battle, then you're up the ice again. So it's yeah. it's tough to simulate that and and keep someone wanting to, you know, you know, you could yeah. skate lines all day, but then in three days you're gonna be like this this sucks. And it, it, this get, is get this me is out of here. this is tiring. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to keep some fun and not fun, but uh, interest in some level of yeah. enjoyment, right? Yeah. Nighttime at noon with Dave Gosher and Derek Anglin. Great to have you with us on all of our social media, digital channels, and also on Fox Sports Las Vegas. A reminder about the spectacular Hotel Californian in Santa Barbara, California. It's the newest exciting addition to the Foley Entertainment Group. Experience an extraordinary stay in one of 121 luxurious guest rooms and suites. Taste the region's finest wine at Foley Food and Wine Society Tasting Room and treat yourself to unparalleled massages as well at Majorelle, the Macarenian-inspired spa, all in the heart of the American Riviera. Desi designed for domestic and international guests alike, Hotel Californian is the perfect destination for any traveler seeking one-of-a-kind luxury experiences. Hotel Californian is Santa Barbara's premier urban destination. Visit Hotel Californian. Com to book your stay today. Lots more to come on nighttime at noon. As we said, we're going to take a peek ahead to what's coming up for the Golden Knights this week with some very familiar faces that have already returned with more to come over the next few games. That's after this on Fox Sports.
That is Golden Knights head coach Pete DeBoer. His comments after last night's overtime loss, 5-4 to the Winnipeg Jets. We talked about it on TV, Derek. Entertainment factor was pretty darn high in that game. Uh, what were your some of your takeaways as you watched uh, the Golden Knights get a point out of the game last night? Uh, exactly what Pete said. You know, the first period they, I thought, dominated. Um, you know, they had 20-plus shots in the first. They were 45 shots in just into the third – or thir 40 shots just into the third period. So yep. uh, they had a lot of shots on goal. Um, and then to come back from a team like Winnipeg, Hellebuck and net, um, they did it the right way. you, you got to get traffic in front of him so he can't see and uh, get pucks there. So to answer – you know, come back from a 4-2 game with 10 minutes to go, that's uh, that's huge. And, you know, you hope you can squeak that out in overtime. But it's another good team, high, highly offensive team that you're going against. So they had been uh, – I don't want to say they were due for an overtime loss. They had won 14 in a row in overtime. Games decided in overtime. So the only game they had this year that was decided in overtime was the game in Dallas where uh, Marsh just sort of scored late and then Dodonoff scored in overtime, yeah. right? But – this is going back to like through last year, and it's got to be even the season before. I think they were nine and zero last year, so fourteen in a row in the three on th in games decided in the three on three. You know, Pete DeBoer also said after the game last night. I think it was a little bit of frustration. I think his sense, or the, the sense you got, was if you score four on Hellebuck, you should win. So I, I wonder if it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Happy to get a point, but I, I wonder if uh, you know if they were being completely honest, they felt maybe. Maybe they deserve it a little bit better when you score four against a goalie of that caliber. Yeah, you, you score four against him. He's he's one of the top goalies in the league. And um, but like I said earlier, you gotta. I think they're probably wanting to clean up defensively a little t little more. You know, maybe that ten feet around the net, uh, clearing that out a little better. You know, the power play goal. I thought. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta get the puck or get a guy out of there. And um, you know, that's stuff that's easily cleaned up. Um, you know, just uh, win those battles in that 10-foot uh, around the net. And um, like I said, you, you get Marty back, and I think that's a, it's a big boost for the, them defensively. The starts they've had at home over the last three games, so Tampa before the Christmas break, and then the game against Anaheim on New Year's Eve and last night, 52-19. Uh, to 19. I'm sorry, fit my, my math here. Hold on. Do you have an eraser? <laughs> 55 to 19. They've outshot teams in the first period of the last three home games and just stormed Tampa, stormed Anaheim. Same thing with with uh, Winnipeg last night. Um, I think Pete's right. I, I don't think I don't know if they could have played much better than they did in the first period. And I, you know, to your point, cleaning it up defensively, like turnover on the first Winnipeg goal, turnover on the second Winnipeg goal, and you know, it's a team that I think you felt like they look. They're going to be pissed after a first period like that where they just got, you know, kind of got steamrolled over um, and come right back to, you know, there's a lot of – you look at high and, – and it's interesting. You talk about depth scoring. It was Harkins and Reichel that scored the first two goals for Winnipeg last night, and then you get some of the other guys involved with Stastny and Kopp and eventually Connor in overtime. But, um, you know, the Golden Knights have – trying to build some momentum here at home. They've come out with – I mean, you were part of that first year. The first periods, and I, I didn't say it last night on TV. I kind of thought about it, though. It was reminiscent of some of the first periods you guys had that first year at home where you just came out and it was just wave after wave after wave, and the other team didn't have much of an answer for it. Yeah, the, the relentless hockey. It's, yeah. uh, it, it's like you said, it goes back to that first year, kind of similar to that. But, um, you know, sometimes 
you come out in the second and I don't want to say you, you take the foot off the gas a little bit. You might do that, which makes the other team look like they're pushing back a lot harder than they, they are. You may be just giving them a little bit more me- momentum, yeah. and then it's tough to get that back uh, against a good team. They're, they're a good team with uh, a lot of talent over there. So, uh, like you said, the first two goals are turnovers, which you don't want that team. You don't want to be turning the puck over against that team. They're dangerous. So, um, yeah, just little things that they need to clean up and uh, – you know, at least it's not uh, anything crazy that they have to w- fix. Hard to keep that pace up, I would imagine, for 60 minutes when you play that well the first 20. Like the the guy that I sit next to uh, during the games always says, the other team's going to have pieces of the game too. You know, they're going to respond, which obviously Winnipeg did last night. A couple of updates from Pete DeBoer just had his press avail- availability uh, here at City National Arena. So updates uh, in terms of the Golden Knights' injuries – uh, Mark Stone and Robin Leonard uh, remain day-to-day, but doubtful for tomorrow night when the Golden Knights take on the Nashville Predators. Nick Haig has a wrist problem, and he's still day-to-day as well. So we'll see if um, if Nick is able to return here in the not-too-distant future. You know, you, you look back at that road trip. He played the first uh, three games of that trip. Actually played the entire trip. I'm mistaken. Played the entire trip east, 